CEO. That stands for Chief Executive Officer. Before anyone can lay claim to those three letters CEO, they first have to learn how to be a team member before becoming the CEO of any woman's division in professional wrestling. This also applies to life. And so, with that, welcome to season four of the Squared Circle podcast, hosted by yours truly, Marie Shadows. And on this very special episode, I will be going over New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, January 4th, 2023 in the Tokyo Dome, where we saw the debut of Mercedes Monet, also known as Sasha Banks. I will say now that this would be a very opinionated and I'm going to break down all of my thoughts for you to understand my position about how Mercedes Monet debuted in New Japan Pro Wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom, the biggest wrestling event of the year other than WrestleMania. Wrestle Kingdom is the WrestleMania of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if you guys cannot handle my type of opinions and breakdowns, that's totally okay. We like what we like. We don't like what we like. You can agree to disagree. But please, if you're going to listen to this episode of me breaking down her debut, which I'll tell you right now, it really wasn't as impressive as it should have been. It was very disappointing. If you can't listen to the full entire episode because you are super excited that she's there and you don't want that excitement to go away as I break down things, then by all means, share this podcast episode with a friend that you would think would be interested in this topic. If not, I thank you anyway for listening at least three minutes in. I appreciate you no matter what. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into the debut of Mercedes Monet. Before you guys get upset at me because I seem to be attacking your idol, that you love her so much. I totally get that. And just know that I spent the last couple of days looking on Twitter, reading people's tweets, and I can understand from both sides of the debate around Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks. There are just a lot of people that are like, yay, you know, she's here in New Japan, Japan this and Japan that. And I'm like, you guys don't watch Japan. You guys don't support Japan. I wonder if you guys are going to continue to support Japan and Japanese wrestling now that Sasha is over there. Because there's a different way of wrestling when it comes to Japanese wrestling. It is not like American wrestling. And for the many years, American fans have totally have made fun of Japanese wrestling, have told fans that Japanese wrestling isn't worth it. It's shit. They don't understand the culture and they just gave it a lot of shit for years. But then now we're starting to make a nice comeback where I can appreciate the fact that the fans are starting to tune into New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, TJPW, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, all of them out there. 
However, my main issue is that fans will turn on a dime just because one of their favorite wrestlers is over there. And then they act like they know about Japanese wrestling. They know about the companies. They know about this. They know about that. Also, another big thing was that the reports were saturating the whole entire Twitter timeline. And I bet every other social media platform, it was saturating the hell out of Sasha doing this, Naomi doing this. But for a while, it was just Sasha doing this and Sasha doing that. And I'm just like over it. It's way too much to try to take in and try to really dissect what's real and what's not real. Thankfully, she delivered on going to Wrestle Kingdom because what happens if she didn't show up at Wrestle Kingdom? Who would you guys be mad at? Who would you guys want to take down? Many times when the reporters are like, oh, she's going to show up here. It never happened. So luckily, she uh, showed up at Wrestle Kingdom. Now... When it comes to the women's division, New Japan Pro Wrestling does not have a women's division. New Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, their sister company, do not have women divisions like how American wrestling has women's divisions. Please understand that. When you talk about Sasha, you're going to be referring to Mercedes Monet as being in stardom. Stardom and New Japan have to talk out deals and have to agree on which women wrestlers are going to be on a New Japan card, whether that's in Japan or whether that's in the States for New Japan Strong. They have to both agree on it. And since Stardom is the sister promotion to New Japan Pro Wrestling because Bushiroad owns both the companies, this is how New Japan gets a women's division, but on the outside of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Please keep that in mind because there are many times that I see people talk about New Japan and women's division and Sasha and I'm like, you got it wrong. That's why sometimes gatekeeping in the New Japan community is necessary because if you're not going to go out of your way to act someone like myself or other people that I know that know the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling and when they really did have a women's division versus now and what's really happening behind the scenes, then you are doing yourself a disservice and spreading misinformation. New Japan Pro Wrestling does not have a women's division. New Japan Pro Wrestling has partnered up with Stardom because of the new management that they have. President Obari said that he's in the wrestling business for dream matches and that he is open to work with Stardom. And this is why we had the New Japan X Stardom historic event where Stardom women were paired with New Japan wrestlers and they had mixed tag matches. That is how the women got on there. Now that Mercedes Monet is here, that means that she's wrestling for stardom by way of New Japan Pro Wrestling. She's representing both, but she's under the stardom banner. Now, if you interpret my tone as me yelling at you, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just getting very passionate about it because people on the internet have already made up their minds about what kind of narrative that they want what kind of narrative they're always going to type up and whatever they're going to say is whatever they're going to say but luckily for a podcast episode you guys can hear it over and over and over it's just that everyone thinks that they know when they don't know 
And then nobody wants to be like, hey, can you teach me because you have the knowledge? Everyone wants to learn from someone else that has bad-mouthed New Japan Pro Wrestling rather than someone who truly enjoys the show, even though New Japan doesn't always make the right decisions, in my opinion, but I've always enjoyed the show, the characters, and I'm able to tell you what's what. Other than that, I hope you guys remember the fact that Mercedes Monet is going to be wrestling under the banner of stardom by way of New Japan Pro Wrestling because New Japan Pro Wrestling does not have a women's division. Everything in Japan is separated. Men wrestle men and women versus women. So let's talk about Mercedes Monet debut because I know that's what you guys want to hear me talk about. But first, if you're listening this far, I need to ask you a question. And please let me know your answer via a comment wherever you listen to this podcast episode, whether that is over on YouTube, anchor.fm, that Square Circle Podcast, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can definitely leave me a voice message right here on Anchor, or you can email me squarecirclepodcast at outlook.com, or find me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. So the question is... What did you like about her debut? In addition to what you didn't like about her debut, and also, do you even care that she's in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Does it do anything for you as a fan, as a reviewer of professional wrestling? Do you care that Mercedes Monet is in New Japan Pro Wrestling? I know I said I was going to ask one, but these are very three important questions. And I bring up that last question because I've heard it from several other people that they don't care about Mercedes Monet. They don't care that she's in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think everyone is tired and saturated with the whole Mercedes Monet wrestling news and all this kind of talk and everyone hyping everything up. And then when it comes to deliver, it falls flat. Because honestly, Kyrie Sane versus Tam, apologies for me not knowing how to pronounce her last name, was a very wonderful match for the IWGP Women's Championship match. And again, that belt came out of the product of New Japan and Stardom coming together, having ideas, and was like, we need a women's champion, so why not, right? To represent New Japan Pro Wrestling, so that's how the belt was born. So after that match, here comes her debut. The lights go out and then the video plays and it's very over the top, very WWE produced, comes out. By the way, I will give Mercedes Monet props for having that nice looking kimono-esque type of gear, the outside gear. But then to have it with a crown to try to blend American culture and Japanese culture together. I just thought it was like, eh, okay, cool. I will say that I wasn't a fan of her wig. The hair that she had on, that looked so tacky and bad to me. Like, it didn't make any sense. Totally different colors going on. And there's one important thing that I want to mention. And I want to give a shout out to Twitter Spaces because Gabe Sapolsky does wonderful Twitter Spaces with all of the wrestling 
community and the wrestlers and indie stars. And we learn a lot from each other in these Twitter spaces. And just last week, well, this Wednesday, this past Wednesday, we were talking about how you should present yourself when you go to an indie event, when you're not like wrestling, like how do you go and present yourself? Like what kind of clothes you should wear? Do you want to wear street clothes? Do you want to wear nice clothes? And a very good sound of advice was that you go dressed as your brand. You're not decked out in your wrestling gear, but you're dressed in like very nice jeans, maybe a shirt or something that represents you and your brand, but not to like the full extent as if you were wrestling and working. So that's what I think that Sasha slash Mercedes needs to understand is that if you're going to have some brand colors, you got to stick with them. Like if you're going to be matching your whole entire outfit, your hair should match too. It just makes sense. That wig that she had was just very, very loud, very, very all over the place. And I know that ties into her now new personality, which I'm not a fan of, because now it feels like an overperformance of what we saw in WWE. In WWE, I was able to tolerate it. And I was like, all right, cool. I could get behind Sasha Banks. But then the moment that she realized that she's bigger than the company, bigger than other people, not even trying to be a team player, bigger than other people, it's sort of like your ego went to your head and I can't tell anymore whether this is the true you or you're just trolling everybody because maybe on the internet there's a section that always trolls her or whatever the case may be. Like, I don't know what it is. And so when she comes down that ramp, by the way, the Wrestle Kingdom ramp is super, super long. She comes down the ramp. There was a really uptake in gasping from the whole entire crowd because what Japanese fans do when they really don't know somebody but they see like the lights go out and goes on their first reaction is to gasp because they're like oh my god who's this and then silence and then there were the group of American fans and UK fans and whoever else was there they knew who she was and they were cheering for her but it wasn't as loud as you would have expected it to be. So she comes down, she basically says what she has to say, and then she does her finisher. And this is a debate that has been sparked on Twitter. So let me break this down for you guys. The reason why Sasha messed that one up is because she was wearing heels. If she trained in the heels to do that move, we probably wouldn't have a mess up. But then again, why would you want to do that finisher to an already tired Kyrie Sane that just defended her championship title? And why would you want to do it in heels? She could have broken her ankle. Imagine if that was the case, then her whole debut would have been like shot in the foot. Pun intended, if it happened, but it didn't happen. What happened was that Sasha didn't get the chance to sit out in her finisher because it's supposed to be like a, I don't want to say a backpack swinging DDT type of finisher, but the end result is that Sasha has to sit out, the DDT happens, and because Sasha has heels, it's hard to sit out with heels, especially if you have to jump. So if Sasha came down there with 
maybe like sneakers or something, then yeah, it probably would have worked. But it's not Kyrie's fault. Kyrie was already tired. That was Sasha's fault for doing that. I would have accepted if Sasha did like the backstabber to Kyrie, pick up the belt and then like say what she has to say and be controversial about it. But the main thing that I don't like is that she came in, she automatically gets a title shot. She fights Kyrie because they have a history together. And it's like, I thought you were going there to fight the best of the best of the best. Why are you going out to somebody you previously worked with? That's not what a CEO would do. A CEO would challenge themselves, especially if they want to say that they are the CEO of the women's division. You start in the back of the line to make that shit hot. You start in the back of the line to make CEO, chief executive officer, make sense when you get to Kyrie Sane, when you get to the final boss. Because you have to build up a reputation to do that. Now I have seen on Twitter that people are like, oh, but Japan does this. New Japan does this type of booking and they always bring in the stars and let them go after the belt. Well, guess what? Not every single time that happens. And because this is going to happen this way in the States against Kyrie Sane at Battle in the Valley, February 18th, 2023 in San Jose. It's going to be an easy match. The production of the match is going to be WWE formula. It's going to be an easy match, and I'm not even sure who's going to win. But my pick is going to be Kyrie because if the belt is on the line, it makes no sense to have Sasha just win it right off the bat. It really doesn't. The other thing that I don't like also is that if going to Japan was her dream, and she decided to walk out of WWE, take Naomi with her, which I think is a little bit selfish because Naomi had a good thing going. But because, you know, Sasha wanted to walk out, however the reports phrased it, we don't know what happened in that actual room. So I'm just saying that, like, it's a little bit selfish to have your friend go with you or just a little too extreme of your friend being that loyal to be like, oh, we got to go. But if you think about it, if Sasha was the only one that left, then Naomi was by herself and it'd be kind of weird to just have her with a random tag team partner. So I guess it made sense for both of them to go. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't know what happened, but it just seems a little too selfish to do that. Plus, anyway, it's professional wrestling. Professional wrestling has a lot of darkness to it. Professional wrestling has a lot of backhanded asshole things that happen behind the scenes. A lot of politics happen. Like, I know this firsthand. I know the stories, too. So as a wrestler, you know, you have to make the best of it. Even if they give you something shitty, you never know that there might be a silver lining at the end of the road. For example, let's look at the New Day. The New Day started off as churchgoers that were trying to be preachers. And Xavier Woods knew that that wasn't going to work. So what did they all do? They all leaned into their nerdy side and they became a huge hit and they're still going. They made a bad situation into a good situation and they didn't have to like run away twice. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to bring that up. Running away twice is what Mercedes did just to go to a division 
that can probably need the quote unquote stardom, all puns intended. But at the same time, it's like if you didn't train in the style of women's Japanese wrestling, she had all the time in the world to train the way that the women train. You know, she probably could have bought out her own contract because she probably had the money to do so. She could have probably went to Vince or somebody and be like, hey, I want out of my contract. How much money is it? Get some lawyers involved. And bam, they could have set her free out of her contract. And then she could have trained. And if she trained, I would have felt so much better that she was coming to Japan and wrestling in stardom. Because I'm going to tell you this. If none of you have ever watched a stardom match... Those girls don't play around. Those girls are actual wrestlers. They're fighters. They're not pretty, pretty girls. You know, they have some times where they do end up doing some pretty things in the ring, but they're not pretty, pretty girls like how American women have to get all dressed up and flashy and make a spectacle out of professional wrestling. Like Japanese wrestlers overall take that sport so seriously so you know the stardom women have amazing entrances they have amazing gear but when that bell rings they are fighters they are wrestlers and you could tell in mercedes debut everything was about her the spotlight is on her her hips swiveling her long ass nails everything about her was like look at me i am the star of the show i don't want anybody else to look at anyone else i want Everyone talking about me, 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 me. And how can you be a CEO when it's all about you? That's the fastest way to not be a CEO. Like I said in the beginning of this, if you weren't a team player or a team member, then you can't be a CEO. The only people in WWE right now, especially on the women's side, that can lay claim to a CEO gimmick and make it make sense is Natalia. Natalia has been through everything you can think of and probably every era that you can think of. And Natalia has taken so much shit. Natalia has done everything that has been asked of her. And not once did she be like, I need to go for my mental health. Sure, she's home recovering and she's having fun on the side. That's cool. But she still returns to work. She still shows up. And you would think that she would have been the first person to leave and go make a name for herself out in the Indies, maybe Japan, maybe like Mexico or somewhere where they will want her. But she has stayed true to WWE. And that's just a work ethic performance. And that's the difference in thinking. Now, I understand that people have dreams and they want to do other things and stuff like that. But when you look at Mercedes and what she did during the summer, it was more about attending the red carpet, getting her picture taken, doing modeling. And when you focus more on trying to do those things, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that it was a bad thing for her to do. When you focus more on that, and not so much on wrestling. When you focus on the theatrics and the bright lights and wanting to be in the spotlight, you sort of forget that wrestling should have been your first passion. 
if you don't want to do wrestling anymore, then maybe she should go into fashion and modeling because she looks really fucking fantastic doing that shit. And she has the ego for it, too. So it just works. In wrestling, it's like you have to be a team player for everything to work on the board. You can't just be, oh, it's me, 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 while acting as, you know, two-faced to be like, yeah, I'm also a team player. And by the way, if you don't agree with what I'm saying here, that's totally okay. It's okay to have a different opinion of me because you're a fan of her. I'm no longer a fan. I just don't like that the personality trait of I'm the popular girl. I have to get all the dresses. I have to do my makeup. I have to do my nails. I have to make sure that the spotlight is always on me, 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 me. That type of personality doesn't really work with me because we've all experienced at one point while growing up that the popular kids often get the most friends because they want to be cool. And then the popular kids are the ones that are always bullying people and making other people do what they want them to do. So we all like experience that growing up. And what it turns out is that the popular kids always fall, right? The popular one always falls, right? So like, I'll see how this plays out. I really hope that Mercedes Monet proves me wrong and that she has a wonderful stardom career and that she has a wonderful not new japan career because again women still represent stardom that wrestle on new japan like yeah i want her to prove me wrong i may not like her entrance i may not like what she did and even her backstage comments felt very over performative very superficial and it's like i don't know what to believe anymore it's not believing with me is not vibing with me she was cool when she was the boss because she could back it up but now that she wants to be the ceo it's like get to the back of the line and stardom fight those girls ask rossi the ceo of stardom to be like hey what's the lineup for the women going towards the iwgp women's championship title beat them all and then get to Kyrie because Kyrie is your final boss I just don't like the idea of someone coming in right away and getting this title shot and working with someone they worked in the past because it's to hide that they can't compete with the other women of stardom. I will say this, that New Japan does not have the same production and the same magic as WWE. WWE has that Disney magic where they make everything look great. They hype you up. And then when you leave, sometimes it's sink or swim, depending on if you actually learned what you have to do to not sink. And there are others that just really don't do well right after they leave WWE. So Japan does not have that type of theatricalness, which I think I just made up a word, but they don't have that type of star power and magic that WWE has with all of their production. Japan focuses on making amazing matches look great, making amazing video packages look great, having that fight feel. You know how people back in the day was like, oh, wrestling is fake. I don't understand why you watch that garbage. Why don't you watch some UFC? That's some real fighting. Well, guess what? New Japan Pro Wrestling is real fighting, okay? 
So New Japan makes you feel. And that debut of Mercedes Monet didn't make me feel anything. I was just like, oh, she's here. Okay, so is the hype going to die down? You know, I will say, because I don't think I mentioned this before in the podcast episode, that I do understand that this is a historic moment. I do understand that this is a historic moment in women's wrestling, in history. I understand that. Mercedes Monet took a bet on herself. She decided to leave WWE for a bunch of reasons that we still may not know, like actual reasons, and decided to do all this modeling, go to the red carpet, have fun, be a princess, and then show up to Wrestle Kingdom, which was good on her because if she didn't deliver on that, all the dirt sheets would be in the mud, like everyone says. I understand that this is a very historical time. However... I don't look at wrestling in the same lens as everyone else out there. I am not going to say something positive for the sake of saying something positive. In this whole entire review, I say a mixture of things that are questionable, that I didn't like, plus praising her for certain things that were cool and all that. However, Again, I'm not just going to praise something because everyone else wants it to be praised. And don't take this as a negative stance either, because I did say that I want her to prove me wrong. I want her to actually respect the culture, do what she got to do, wrestle these girls and actually wrestle. Because her track record is that when she accomplished something, she gets bored very quick, very simple, and then decides to either leave when it's not going her way. And then when someone convinces her, like, yeah, we're going to promise you all these things, it happens. And then again, something happens where she wants to walk away because she's not getting her way. It's been documented. So nobody could get upset at me with that, especially when I look at facts and I see what's going on and I read everything. So this is why it's a little tricky to be on the bandwagon of like, oh, my God, she showed up. Oh, my God, she did what she wanted to do. All of us are doing what we want to do. She just has money and a lot more reach than a lot of us. So it's sort of like, how can I relate to that? I can't relate to that. I do things on my own. I have my own path. And that's not something that I want to try to incorporate is that walking all over everybody just because you think you're hot shit. Like, that's just me. I just have a way of trying to make everybody stand out, help everybody, and make sure that they all look like a million bucks, including myself, and that is an invaluable team member. So it's really not fair that she walked over everybody in stardom and then decided to just face Kyrie. And I'm not sure this is going to be a one-off for the San Jose show. If it's not, that's great. Like I said, I want to see Mercedes Monet mature in stardom, have these wrestling matches, and actually compete with the girls. They're going to hit hard. They're going to do some moves that are definitely going to hurt her. And she's going to realize very quickly that they don't care about how pretty you look. 
how you do your makeup, what nails you're wearing, how long your nails are, how many times you can swivel your hips. They don't care about that. They care about you getting in that ring, having a wonderful match, and showing them that you can hang with those ladies. They are dangerous. They're a different type of breed than the American wrestling out here. And I appreciate starting for what it is because it gives me something different in the world of women's wrestling. I still appreciate women's wrestling. I really do. And every match is different. Every woman is different. But I have an opinion and it's totally okay that if you do not agree with me, I just think that the way that Mercedes Monet went about it to get what she wanted, to me, stepping on everything, not really being humble and not being thankful that the fans are ride or die with you. So you would think that you would open up a little bit to them, be on their level. But then again, that's what princesses and popular people do. They take all the love and support you guys give them and rarely return it. She might say that she thanks you guys, but, you know, most of the time for us content creators, when we thank you guys, it's a very genuine way. And some people like to show that with either some type of receipt given, you know, that's what I'm trying to get at is that it just doesn't feel like she's truly doing it for you guys, even though she's taking you along for the ride. And she knows that you guys will follow her no matter what. Just pay attention to personality. That's all it is. I wish her debut was a little bit different. I wish her debut wasn't spoiled, so to speak. I wish that the dirt sheets didn't say anything about Sasha and Naomi just because it's like, let them be. But again, one likes the spotlight more than the other. And that's one of those things of like, it's cool that you like the spotlight. I totally get it. Other people like it. They thrive off of it. But... Other than that, less is more in professional wrestling rather than being like the loudest one in the room. Sometimes you got to pay attention to the less is more than the loudest one in the room. Because the loudest one in the room always lacks something in their arsenal. The less is more person doesn't lack anything except for being loud. So, just to reiterate, I felt that Mercedes Monet debut at Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan Pro Wrestling was very disappointing, and it fell flat. And I wish that she proves me wrong. I wasn't a fan of it, and it's okay. Like I said, you don't have to agree with me. I'm not asking you to agree with me, but I'm giving my opinion because... It was very disappointing for a Wrestle Kingdom debut. Her outfit before she took it off was awesome. Doing her finisher in high heels to an already tired Kyrie, no. She should have thought better about it. And then I'm not even going to get into the press conference because that looked and sounded so robotic that I'm like, yo, it's so overperformative. And it's not showing your best qualities. Her best qualities, it's when she's herself. But again, I don't know 
what her self is. I don't know what her real self is. I really thought like the Sasha Banks, the boss character, that was her real self. And there was part of me that was getting behind the boss character. The CEO character, I can't get behind because you can't jump to the front of the line when you ran away twice from WWE. And they gave you all the opportunities in the world. They gave you all the moments in the world. Yeah, WWE is not perfect. They have skeletons in their closet. There's darkness in WWE. There's darkness and skeletons in every other promotion that's out there. Either way, you got fed. You managed to get a house over your head. You found your husband there. You have a lot of great memories. You have a lot of great friends. Hell, they sent Bailey over there in a day's notice to support you in your Wrestle Kingdom debut. That's some fucking love. And to totally try to take out the WWE stamp because you try to hide it twice from the newspaper, you do realize that no one in Japan really knows who you are. So if a Japanese person picks up the newspaper and they see WWE, they're going to know you're a big fucking deal. And that's what you want, because then that is your jump to fame and stardom that she has always wanted to cling on to. And wanted to get above everyone else. If the Japanese people know that you were an ex-WWE wrestler, you have become the greatest, biggest star in their eyes. And they will support you. They will love you. They will buy your merch. They'll be on the line to get your autograph. So hiding it makes no sense because the Japanese crowd really would like that. The Japanese crowd needs more context when it comes to professional wrestling because they keep everything kayfabe. It's not like here in America where the good guy versus the bad guy are friends after the show and they're hanging out and you see that, but you don't think twice about it. In Japan, if the heel versus the baby face, if they see them hanging out in a restaurant, oh my God, that is the worst offense ever. That is a crime to them because they keep kayfabe alive. And that's why I love Japanese wrestling because they keep kayfabe alive even though I know the inner workings but to hide the fact that you used to work for WWE just makes you seem like you're bitter about it when again they gave you a lot of happy memories you were able to travel the world you were able to meet so many people you got a lot of royalties from your merch and toys and you were in the video games there's a lot more positives the negatives, but I understand that in the world, in reality, negatives can mess up everything and negatives can definitely overshadow the positives. And I totally get it. No work environment is 100% an angel, 100% a sweetheart. I totally get it. There's shit that we ultimately want to disassociate ourselves with or we just really don't want anything to do with it. I totally get it. But how do you think you got to Japan? You got to Japan because of your WWE status. Because you were, or somebody in your camp was telling the dirt sheets what to do. So you got there on behalf of WWE without using WWE directly, but indirectly. And you made the connections. You went out there. You talked to people. People know who you are in America. And then you got the access to go to Japan and make your dream come true. So don't 
try to hide something that you know is meaningful to you, you know? That's the only thing that I don't like. Like, don't shy away from it. Yeah, you probably had some really shitty nights, but at the end of the day, they still took care of you. They still gave you a check during the summer because you sat home and sat out your contract. No other fucking company would do that shit, especially in, like, corporate America, nine-to-five jobs. If you walked out, that's it. Your employment is done, and you don't even get checks at home. WWE was like, all right, you're going to sit home? All right, we'll still pay you. We'll still pay Naomi, too. And with that, I just want to say that if you take this podcast episode as me being negative towards your favorite female wrestler that is not the case this is a very touchy subject where nobody can criticize anybody nowadays because someone is going to get upset someone is not going to see the bigger picture someone's not going to understand somebody else's thought pattern and perspective and like I said it's okay to disagree with me but this is not necessarily a negative review This is an insightful review about how I felt about it, how I'm looking at it, different ways of looking at this from trying to get all sides of this situation because there is a lot to unpack. But just to blindly support somebody because of whatever is not very healthy and it's not very helpful. I'm hopeful that she proves me wrong. And I'm going to keep saying that in this episode. I hope she proves me wrong. And her, not her stands, her. I need Mercedes Monet, her to prove me wrong. I need her to go out and do the work and make sure that she can hang with the stardom women. Because if you're just going to throw yourself into fighting the Japanese women without some type of training because they train every day with each other. They're in the dojo. They are a family together. That's why they have such wonderful matches. That's why there's barely any injuries that go on, but they fight the way they fight because of the chemistry that they have. And if you are not applying that, then you're going to find out very quickly that you're going to get exposed. No one that comes from WWE into the indies should get exposed. No one. Because you should be a professional at it. You should know what you got to do. But if you're just going to go straight into the Lions Den without training the way that they train, you're going to have a harder time. And that's my main concern. If you got this far into the podcast to hear me say that, thank you. I appreciate you listening to the whole entire thing. So, yeah, my main concern is that she might end up getting exposed while wrestling her matches in stardom. Why do you think she went after Kyrie first? Because she knows that they could work the WWE style in a New Japan ring. She knows that she'll be safe with Kyrie. She wouldn't be safe with Starlight Kid, Julia, Tam, just right out the gate. So we'll see what happens February 18th, Battle in the Valley, San Jose, California, in New Japan Strong when Mercedes Monet takes on Kairi Sane. It may or may not be for the championship belt. I do not know. But regardless, like I said, I want Sasha slash Mercedes Monet to prove me wrong in her little excursion in Japan. Also, 
if I can't be truthful in talking about wrestling, reviewing wrestling, and all the opinions stated here is of my own, then what's the point of me doing a podcast wrestling show? What's the point of that? I want to say thank you to everyone that has tuned into this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, hosted by yours truly. And with that, I am wrapping it up, ladies and gentlemen. There's really not more that I can say. I'm going to let this one play out, but that's how I really felt. And the whole hypeness behind Mercedes Monet isn't really living up to whatever this hype is. Again, I will say that I hope that she proves me wrong and only her and her alone needs to prove me wrong. Her fans don't need to say anything to me or even try to prove me wrong for it. Again, this is just me and my opinion, the way I look at things, my perspective. If you learned something from this podcast episode, then that's awesome. If you didn't, there's always time to have an open mind. And if you guys want, please make sure to tell a friend, share in your social networks because word of mouth is the best way of marketing. It costs you $0 for word of mouth. All you have to do is, like I said, tell a friend and make sure to share it to your social networks. You'll be able to listen to this podcast episode on all of your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Zencaster. And a quick moment from our sponsors. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, the Square Circle Podcast is sponsored by BlendJet. If you guys do not know, take control of your health this year for 2023. Make more smoothies. Take it with you on the go. If you love going to the gym, that BlendJet definitely has a lock system. So after you are done blending up your fruits, your veggies, your protein powder, anything you want in there, you can hit that lock button, put it in your book bag, and it will not spill. So why not have that awesome blend jet with you as you go to the gym or anywhere else in life i know that life moves so fast that you want to go to a dunkin donuts a starbucks or somewhere else to grab a quick bite or a quick coffee place that with some healthy smoothies with the blend jet and also while you're taking it with you on the go you can leave your huge ass blender in the house and not ever use it again because BlendJet can also recharge on the go. That is right. It takes a USB-C connection that you can hook it up in your car and or at home. You can power it with your devices, such as your laptop or a outlet. So it's always charged and ready to go when you go because life moves fast. If you guys are interested in getting your own BlendJet and take control of your health this year for 2023, by all means, head over to... Z-E-N dot A-I forward slash S-C-P-J-E-T 12. Or just head over to BlendJet.com, purchase your own very BlendJet, and make sure to use the special promo code S-C-P-J-E-T 12. Any type of purchases that you make, I may get a commission for it. You get 12% off. It is a win-win deal. It helps out the brand and everything that I do. And I highly thank you guys for listening. 
thank you, Blend Jeff, for being the sponsors of the Square Circle Podcast and yours truly, Marie Shadows. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I understand that everyone has a difference of opinion. Again, I have mine, you have yours, and this is the end of the episode before I continue to say more stuff, but that is what I have for right now. Like I said, I'm going to watch Mercedes Monet career, so be along for the ride. Make sure to hit that follow button on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to the Squared Circle podcast on. And these are the ways you can find and support me. If you guys go over to my Twitter account, at Marie underscore Shadows, in my bio, I have a link tree URL, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Marie Shadows. There you can see the many different links, but I want you to focus on the One More Match Wrestling Planner for 2023. That's right. I have a wrestling planner. So please make sure to head over to Amazon, purchase it, and record all your wonderful memories for 2023. And you can also have your own star rating, just like Uncle Dave. That's right. Your own star rating section to rate the matches that you love, that you saw from one to seven. So head over to at Marie underscore shadows over on Twitter. Hit that link tree URL and order your very own one more match wrestling planner. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows where every single tuesday we are going to be watching wrestling matches so that's going to be fun so tune in for that and last but not least if you have not signed up to my wrestling newsletter that's going to have a lot more content on there please make sure you do so marie shadows.substack.com All right, ladies and gentlemen, this might have been a touchy subject. You might have got into your feelings or you might have understand my position and my perspective. Either way, we could always agree to disagree. But I really want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the full entire podcast episode. That means the world to me other than petty differences that you and I might have with the way that I spoke about this subject matter. But again, that's how I feel. I analyze professional wrestling. I give my takes. I give my perspectives. And I'm not always on the let's be on the bandwagon because I like to think for myself. I'm just saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. Welcome to season four of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.